Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adol. Hey. Hey, once again. Yeah, it's me still. <laughs> you still exist. Uh, yeah, for a time anyway. <laughs> That's true. The same as all of us, I suppose. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Let's start on a slightly morbid note, I suppose. (laughs) Just get straight to the crux of it. Yeah, apparently. Oh, dear. Let's talk about some games. Let's drink some beers. We'll do beers first. Uh, Okay, Uh, I have a bit of a theme today. I'm going to start with... um, Thingy, the Tiny Rebel Duddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Their Vermont Session IPA. So it's uh, four point two percent, and they don't really tell you anything about the hops or anything. Just that it is four point two percent, and of course, it's actually the least kid friendly of their uh, cans. It has got a lion on. Yeah, but the lion, it's more of an artistic, not less cartoony. I guess it kind of looks like a soft drink with like the sort of concentric circles. <laughs> yeah, I take it back. It's, it's all the same. Yeah, what is? I mean, everything's everything's all the same, isn't it? Anything can appeal to anybody at any time in any place, really. Indeed, really nice. I think I'm going to start with. I know that the the um, the beer you've got was from a beer fifty two box, wasn't it? I, it has been in a beer fifty two. Um, I actually don't remember if this is from that. Uh, it's also okay. was on tap at um, Steam, uh, nice little bar near the Clifton Downs um, train station in uh, mm. re- in um, Bristol, uh, and I uh, quite liked it. So um, I'm looking forward to it again in the canned form. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to start with Ilkley Brewery. This is juiced in time. Oh, Citrus yeah. Citrus power, 4.5%. They have a tiny, tiny bit of flavor text. A light and well-balanced, easy-drinking pale ale with hoppy citrus notes of orange and lemon. Hmm. I mean, that sounds like a description I would give it on untapped, doesn't it? Very, yeah. Very concise. It does tell me the hops. We've got lemon drop, hmm. centennial, and mandarina bavaria. And it suggests the drink with seafood... Or spice. That's an interesting combination. Yes, yes. Spiced seafood, perhaps. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I mentioned Beer 52 because this is from the latest Beer 52 oh, yeah. box, which is all full of slightly more low ABV, sessionable kind of beers. They've got a few, uh, a couple of slightly bigger things. I think it's meant to be sort of a summer box. Right, so I thought I'd sense. start with this one. It's one of the only ones in that box that I haven't had before as well. So Excellent. Um, for mine, while you pour, it's hazy, sort of a golden honey, a little yellower than that maybe. Color, it's got a lovely, lovely, um, I think like citra mosaic-y nose. 
Um, so it's a floral, a little sweet. Yeah. Um, and of course, it was some some citrus. Mm. So it's a it's an odd kind of it's a very very light straw color. But yeah. It seems to have that um, that haze to it without having kind of that juicy almost look to it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely a beer, and I guess that's why I think it's that um, the haziness that's what sort of made me say honeyed before I said sort of goldeny or yellowy. Mm. Um, it just has that um, you know uh, unrefined honey cloudiness in in the mix. It's okay. incredibly. Um, it's quite tasty. It's refreshing. Uh, it's quite light. Uh, not surprising from a session. You get a little bit of um, what is that? A little bitterness uh, on the aftertaste. It's got a really nice, engaging mouthfeel. Um, reasonably wet. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what that taste is. I can't quite find. That's the dirty mate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just. An, an enigma. Yeah, um, it, I don't. I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, word it, used to describe anything. Um, I will say that it's 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 primarily it's light. Um, mm. so there's you know a few tastes going on. They sort of come and go really quickly, and they're not there in very strong force. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. Yeah. How about yours? Um. So it's it's super amber in color. Mm, so that's um, quite clear. Completely, yeah, yeah, very, very clear. Um, you can still see a few bubbles rising towards the top, but it's not very carbonated at all. The, the head disappeared almost instantaneously. Uh, on the nose, you're getting some of that orange coming through, mm. and that 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 sort of uh, you know it's very sort of citrus heavy, really. Um, and in the taste, you, the nose follows through. Um, everything's balanced quite well and it blends quite well so nothing really sticks out right uh, but it's a very easy drink slight bit of bitterness and maybe with that bitterness almost a little almost a little dulling of the initial kind of citrusy flavours that are kicking through in the four it kind of loses a little bit after uh, you know after a few seconds in the mouth and not much apart from maybe the that bitterness kind of on the tongue sticks around. Um, it starts off quite wet, but dries out pretty quif- quickly. Mm. Um, it's 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 refreshing. Uh, you know, as soon as it hits your palate, it's very refreshing. But because it dries out so quickly and that flavour fades quite swiftly as well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be drinking this very uh, quickly just to. Just to refresh my palate, and just so I don't get dry mouth. You know, mm, sometimes yeah. we have dry beers, which you know don't quite dry your mouth out. But I think with the extent that I'm talking and the dryness that this actually brings, it is it is super dry, uh, and it is actually drying my mouth out as well. Mm. So I can see you're taking. I will quite, be going to it quite reasonably regularly. strong tips. Mm. Mm. And I guess for four percent, <laughs> that's not Excuse too me. bad. Uh, yeah, four point five percent. That's not too bad. Something that you're going to be sort of banging back quite a lot, quite quickly. Um, but yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Good. I think it would go better uh, maybe last week or the week before when we had you know blisteringly hot days. 
and today's been a little, little, little muggy, but not quite as warm as it has been of um, of recent weeks. A little bit of overcast. So, yeah. Uh, I think if I was, you know, if I was really hot, this would be, you know, would have would have hit perfectly. I think. Yeah, it's 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 been what, like twenty three, but like really wet. Like you said, muggy. It's kind mm, of gross. Damp, yeah. damp. Yeah, we're definitely due some rain. Hmm. Yeah. Although <laughs> heat wave and all. True. Yes. Yes. Speaking of heat waves, should we talk about our little trip at the weekend? I think that's a great idea. I know Lucy's not here to defend herself, hmm. but. Lucy toured us around Birmingham. Yeah. We went to Birmingham for, um, what did we go up for? We essentially, initially went up to go to Cottage Wine's birthday, didn't we? Yeah. They were having a, like an open uh, an open morning on a, on a Saturday, uh, open session in their tap room uh, with lots of beers. I think they had about, well, the day started off with maybe 12 beers, something like 14. that. 14. 14, bloody yeah. hell. They, by the, even by the time we'd got there, there were one or two which had already gone. Yeah. Uh, and already finished, uh, but I was very surprised at the um, you know maybe not so much the amount of places that that Lucy took us around, but actually the proximity of all of those places. You know, we didn't travel more than say five or six minutes in a taxi to you know bop between say place two and place three, really. Yeah, and then it was all walking distance from there. Um, I was very impressed with the like the range of breweries, the range of bars. Um, the different places to go, and all of the beer uh, that they had on show, really. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a quite a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, we must have hit six bars and tap rooms, something like that. Yeah, something like that. What do we do? What do we do? We did Cottage Wines? We did Birmingham Brewery. We did the, the wolf, wolf. Uh, burning soul. Yeah. Then where did we go? We went into Digbeth, didn't we? Yeah, I think we get some food and then we went to dig. I believe. I, I, yeah. Around around digs where it starts to get a little bit uh, fuzzy. I, li- I was going to say, like this beer, hazy. <laughs> Good. Um. But, uh, I mean, actually, one of the highlights for me was Dig. Um, Lucy was saying that these guys rarely send out their beers to um, to bottle shops or mm-hmm. to anywhere else. And, um, I mean, they must have had 14, 15 beers on tap. Just of their own, yeah. At, just of their own and more in can in, in the fridges behind as well. And, I mean, it was something ridiculous like £3.50 a pint or for, for two-thirds or something like that, you know, for for kind of what we were getting it it seemed ridiculously cheap really uh, yeah. i know lucy, lucy and i must have had about four or five different beers in dig before we moved on to you know the final bar that we went to um for a little bit of food and stuff but oh, i mean the whole day just felt really just really relaxed really easy mm-hmm. uh, you know never really got into it Everyone was super friendly, uh, especially the couple of guys that we started chatting to in, in Burning Soul, yeah. um, who hadn't ventured over. You know, a, a couple of Brummy guys who I think he say he must have been around his 
40s or 50s and he said he'd never been over to that side of town drinking before uh, which, is... which once he'd got there it, it, i mean it's, it astonished us but i think it astonished him more than more than us when he realized the kind of the the, the, the scene the, yeah the, yeah the scene and the, the the level of beer at least that just burning soul was was offering as well uh, and they do some very good beers as well i'm not sure i've had many from them before but some of those were very very good and i know we were talking about it being a, a you know being a heat wave, being a, hot, a nice hot day, and the weather held out for us very well. Yeah, it uh, was, that just kind of added to it, really. Yeah, it was. It was not like it was Saturday, so it was sort of mid twenties versus high twenties. I think that helped a yeah. lot. So, like right when we got there, um, you know, noonish, uh, when we were outside, especially in in, in the beer garden at Cottage Wines, it was a little warm, but you know, we were having. Mm-hmm beers and we hadn't been out before so it wasn't so bad to be honest the worst part of the heat was um the next morning it was already <laughs> yeah, so hot yeah. and then the, in the place we were staying had no um ac in the windows like it was they were oh, the 14th floor or something so and there was just no wind so it was just like oh it was just ugh. yeah windows windows open sun blaring in yeah Half past five traffic going past yeah. first thing in the morning and no wind, just lying there in the heat, thinking, oh no, yeah, what it was, did we drink last night? Yeah, it was so bright at like 6.17, <laughs> I think is when I finally just looked, was like, okay, what time is it? After yeah. being woken up by the sun. But yeah, that was like the worst part of the weather was the next morning, which is ridiculous. Yes, yes. I mean, we 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 did really well for like we say, bopping between different bars and finding lots of different things on offer as well. You know, we weren't just hitting kind of everyone did an IPA or a double IPA or something. We were drinking Saisons, um, a lot of pale ales, uh, lots of collaborations, especially uh, in The Wolf. Yeah. Uh, when we went there, there was a decent amount of collaborations in there as well. Um, I'm not sure what my favourite beer of the sort of, you know, of the, of the day was because we drank, so many say, so I, I many to remember. try and it's the remember big <laughs> um but i've had a well also we kind of i got to a point on untapped where i'd started off quite strongly putting in beers and i can see i got to dig and i put one beer in and that was it i just we just stopped after that we must have had about four or five in there uh, but the highest rated from my day that i rated on here is low clarity which is an American pale ale from Burning Soul. So I'm going with that. Yep, Favorite seems good. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I, as always, did not do any untapping, but both you and Lucy did pretty much for most of the day, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we did quite well. Um, and we so well. you can look at look us up. We're just tanked underscore up, tanked up. I think we're... Let me bring it up one more time and, and loose juicy loose nine i believe oh actually we're tanked up podcast oh. so you probably find us if you search tanked up yeah. we'll be there you'll see the logo yeah don't confuse us with uh, that um aquarium show i'm yeah. sure they're on untapped as well exactly yeah. talking about the level of fish water <laughs> five out of five fishy Mm-mm. I'm sure Lucy would have something to say about the scene uh, in Birmingham and how much it's um, sort of grown over the last couple of years and stuff if she was on. Um, but just to, you know, just to show another good example of that, she's not here tonight because she's at another tap takeover. 
Yep. She's fighting the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. She's out having another evening on the town in Birmingham. So, make of that what you will, listener. Go to Birmingham. Check it out. There's lots of very, very good places. And if you're there, I'm sure Lucy doesn't mind bopping around, having a few beers, taking you out. And the same as Bristol. If you fancy coming to Bristol to have a couple of beers with us, let us know. We're always around. Sort of. Maybe. Give us a bit of notice, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about some games? Sure. I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> have, uh, haven't have actually played a lot since the last time recorded, but mm. I did... Um, uh, I did uh, sort of bump into um, Picross games. Oh, yeah? I can't remember the other term for them. Nano, nano, nanograms? Oh, I don't know. I only, I only know them as Picross Oh, this is gonna bother me, um, but they're essentially nano nanograms. Nanograms, okay. Yeah, uh, or griddlers, according to Wikipedia. But nanogram and Picross are. The... Oh, griddlers is so much better. Yeah, right. Because uh, you basically uh, are given a grid. You know, uh, usually uh, of. The easy ones were five by five, but I think normally it's about ten, ten by ten, or twenty by twenty, or like sort of larger ones are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically little logic puzzles. So it'll each column will have a number beside it, uh, or a set of numbers, and each row will have a num- set number, set of numbers, and those tell you how many. So if there's like a ten, and on ten by ten, it tells you that in this column, ten you should fill in ten blocks. Mm-hmm. If it's a one, it means somewhere. Somewhere in there, in those ten um, boxes, the one will be filled in and the rest won't. But you can also have, like, one space two space one, which means there's going to be a singleton, then a double, then a, then another singleton. Um, and so it you basically have to work. You, you solve. It's just a puzzle. Like, so, you, you know, there'll be some opener where it's, you know, there'll be, like, a line of ten or, like, a six and a two, which is, you know, the whole grid. Um, and also, like, if you have a nine, you know, you can fill in everything but the la- the first and the last, so the eight in the middle, because you know all of those would definitely be filled in. You know, there's yeah. sort of strategies you start to work out really, you know, as you play them. Um, and the, the, uh, and so, again, things like if it's a one-two-one, then as soon as you have a, a, one, a one that's sort of on the far left, then you know that the next, the one bes- ones beside it have to be, you know, you can have to be empty because otherwise it'd be a two stuff like that so like just simple sort of uh logic inversions that let you sort of build out until um mm. until you have and it until you basically have the, the right the solution is the right squares filled in and the ones not and they basically make little pixel art essentially and yeah. that's what's really nice it's like a puzzle that you draw a picture for and of course this is why the bigger ones are more satisfying because like pixel art that you just get it's very it's easier to see what like a pattern that isn't just like i swear it's an apple mm, um mm. well the i mean the the, the, the classic was the uh, was the game boy like mario picross which was one of the first which was the first version of that kind of um you know puzzle game that i played mm. uh, and it's all just like pictures of mario and, right. and, and stuff like that which as a kid 
as a kid was fine, but I think if I was going to play something like that now, yeah, I'd want some grand landscape or yeah. cityscape or something like that, something a little bit more challenging and kind of difficult to wrap your head around with that big payoff of that large sort of pixel art kind of uh, image that you've you know achieved. And so uh, I um, I found this uh, game, this couple of games called Picross Luna and Picross Luna Two, and there there's a narrative, um, which is very interesting. But basically, there's I mean, there's just a, you know hundreds of regular um, uh, puzzles, sort of done in um, basically. Sets of twenty six, um, and they start with a couple five by fives, and then they move to tens, and then fifteens, and twenties, and they're mm. pictures of objects and stuff that apparently might tell a story. But there's also the big picture ones, um, which are the actual story, which are basically um, they're a a picture of. Um, Of pictures, so so it's. I think there's I don't, there's 21 chapters, and each chapter consists of a 10 by 10 grid of 10 by 10 picrosses. Oh shit! Okay, um, if that makes sense. So yeah. So what? There's a larger up, puzzle going on. As yeah. Well. So so that but that means the picture you're drawing in the 10 by 10s is chunks of pictures, so you mm. don't actually get that immediate. Like it's a. It's okay. like a. You're like okay. I guess these are the pictures. So like the puzzles are harder because you can't see if it's not like oh I bet it's this because I think this is what the picture is you can't do that because mm-hmm. you're doing these you know literally one percent of the whole picture right yeah um and that uh, and then apparently each panel of the twenty one tells the story right okay um and I, I I've started I've started Luna e one even though uh, I can't remember I think it was. Oh yeah, it was a, a, a free game, cheap, cheap game video from Polygon actually that pointed me towards Picross games in general, and they recommended the Luna ones. And Luna Two is apparently better, but I thought I might as well just try Luna One, and if I like it, you know, I might, I might as well try and read the story, even if they're not technically connected, because I don't know. Um, but it's mm. it's really good because um, you can, you know, they've got nice touches, so. When you, um, so if I have one of those, like a column uh, labeling that's one, two, one, and I select one box, the first one will disappear or like go gray rather. Mm-hmm. And then if I, if, and then if I add one beside it, so it makes a two, that one, it'll go back white and the two will go gray. Um, and yeah. then if I do a one and then a two, they'll, you know, only the last one will go white. Um, and then when you've when you've satisfied all the requirements of that thing, it sort of makes a it grays out the background as well on that labeling uh, on that on the labels. So as you're going, you're sort of making a darker the background where the numbers are goes dark as well as the numbers. So you kind of know, oh, I'm, I've I've clearly not missed anything on this. Yeah, side you of have the you have that sort of visual um, sense of progression. Uh, to know that you're you're correct, sort of thing. Yeah. That, that maybe something, um, you know, uh, um, it, it's it's kind of, uh, I suppose it's not fair to kind of compare kind of one of these kind of games to something like Sudoku. Um, I think, but it's kinda. kind of it's kind of a similar sort of thing, 
Um, but with Sudoku, you kind of almost have no Way. visual idea that you're you're correct. You know, if you put a five in the wrong place, you, unless you're unless you scan back over it, yeah. you won't know that that's wrong until you try to put the final number in and realize that something's you know something's amiss. Uh, so it's it's good that you've got that. You know, especially having that amount of chapters and things like that, that you're not kind of bashing your head against it or against one thing. That you you have that sense of progression through each of those um, each of those blocks. Yeah, and so um, it also has settings like auto checking and auto filling, which I've turned off obviously because mm. I wanted real pick cross. But it's a nice way of like if you wanted to give it to your kids and they just kind of wanted to like or someone you know. Or if you've never played a game like this and you wanted to just see how the mechanics worked or whatever, it's nice. Auto-checking is nice where it'll tell you, no, you fucked up. Mm. Um, and then I don't remember exactly what auto-filling does. Because I can't think of what it might do. Um, <laughs> but, you know... But you've not used it. Yeah. I, I turned it off. So as soon as I went into settings because auto-check was on, I'm like, auto... Uh, I flicked them both off. I don't know what it does. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it's nice things like... Um, um, sorry, I lost my case. Uh, having two big buttons on the bottom, one for one that's like a little weird glyph that's for I'm filling things in, and then just an X, a button for X, so you just can hit X and then X out, um, saying I know this is going to be empty. And then obviously mm. when the puzzle solves, it just fades away all the X's. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just sort of a nice touch to have them just really bold in your face. I'm doing this now. And things like double tapping erases. And you can click and drag, which is nice because it'll actually have a number hovering. So I can click and drag and it'll go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And so if I'm on the aforementioned 9 bar, then I know I can just do the 8 in the middle. And I don't have to worry about going cool. one, two, three, yeah, four, five. Yeah. I just click drag, and not only is it one movement, but it's also telling me the number I'm looking for. So there's, you know, if you are doing that type of strategy, you can do it much quicker. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's, That's it's cool. Nice. Um, is a is a kind of a final question. How how quickly are you you finding you're getting through each of these um, puzzles? Uh, on the like on the ten by tens and um, couple minutes. Okay. Well, maybe five. Depends. So it's it's easy to kind of pick up, do kind of one puzzle when you've got five minutes, put it down again. Exactly. And just leave it until you have another sort of natural break. Yeah, exactly. And I've only done you know, a handful of, well, uh, thirty puzzles of the yeah of the you know I guess there's four sixteen pages of twenty six plus. I've done a couple of the panels on the on the prologue cha prologue chapter so mm -hmm. um extensive then yeah i mean i think it's it's taking the place of like hex cells for me but it's on my phone yep it was free um so uh, when you solve a puzzle you get an ad okay um and then but if once you it's such a weird concept that it gives you a pop-up saying hey uh once you finish 90 percent of the puzzles the ads disappear and you're like mm -hmm. yes but that means i've done 90 percent of this game <laughs> with the ads and like yeesh like that's a lot of uh a lot it just it, i mean it's a nice touch because they could easily just have not have done that but it's just such a weird thing to just be like put right in your face oh yeah well yeah you can't pay to get rid of the ads but we'll take them away when you're almost done with this game <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they know how quickly people fall off of it. 
Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, who knows what Google's uh, actually getting from them. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like it. I think it's got really slick functionality. It's reasonably minimalist. It's got a nice sort of fantasy pinky and purple, but deep, sort of deep tone um, mm. and, uh, colorings. The pictures, especially in the beginning, because like I said, it starts with some 5 by 5s then goes to 10 by 10s were like, this is an apple. This is a puppy. Like, is that a puppy? Um, <laughs> and then, like, they've gone to shields and swords and stuff, like very fantasy stuff things which is nice right. that it's sort of again tied into this world that they're building mm. um but yeah i'm I, I i think it's a nice like little distraction and again because they're so short um it's yeah it, it's like oh i need a break i just need to focus on something else for a bit i'll just do one of these nice uh, yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. so that's picross uh, luna is that what it, is it called? Picross Luna. Or yeah, is it just called Luna. It's called Picross Luna with no space and all capitals Luna. Oh really? Oh dear. Yeah, not the best, um, but uh, and it, but again, um, from the recommendation sent me that way. Uh, if you are interested, perhaps look at Luna two first. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. That seems like a good idea. Um, I've also been playing sort of a puzzle game. Oh, um, uh, I, I'm, I probably won't talk a huge amount about it until maybe next week when I've had a little bit more time with it. But I've um, I got sent a code for Danger Zone Two. Woohoo! Yes, yes. So I'll be writing a review for it as well. So we're, uh, you know, a, a, an extensive review up on outoflives.net at some point, maybe over this weekend, perhaps. Um, so I'll just give sort of like my initial impressions today. Um, I avid tanked up listeners will know that I spoke about Danger Zone last year. I think it was a 2017 game at some point in 2017. Uh, maybe, yeah, definitely a 2017 game. I think. Um, but it is kind of that burnout crash simulator. Yeah. Um, you have your car, you drive it into traffic, and you smash around trying to get as many points as possible by blowing up cars. Uh, spinning them, collecting coins for bonuses and things. Uh, Danger Zone 2 changes the formula up a little bit. Uh, It kind of still retains its almost puzzle feel. So the main difference is that rather than you starting out, say, at the top of a ramp and rolling down into cross-traffic or oncoming traffic or something with, with... uh, little coins that give you like 5,000 points and 10,000 right. points and another 5,000 points a bit further on. Uh, what Danger Zone 2 does is it gives you a run-up and it actually gives you an objective to achieve during that run-up. So it might be that you need to uh, crash five cars on your run-up. And to crash cars, you can just smash into the back of them and they will career off into other cars. And obviously if that if that car that you've just hit checks another car, then that's two taken right. out. So it, it kind of, in the, even in this run-up element, it's giving you this this puzzle to uh, kind of solve. So you need to get five cars, but you know that you'll only ever be able to hit three of them on your run-in. Right. So you need other cars to check out other cars. Uh, so you have a, a slight puzzle element in that. But when you then hit into the danger zone, 
which is where the crash happens and you start amassing huge amount of points for all of these cars crashing into each other and exploding. You then have to collect, or you can collect three coins, uh, bronze, silver, and gold. So unlike Danger Zone, where it was just these different colored coins peppered throughout, it wants you to kind of solve almost, or get to get the best score. It wants you to hit the bronze, hit the silver, hit the gold right. coins. Hitting them in order, whilst they give you their kind of monetary value, they also give you a bonus for hitting them in order. Oh, interesting. Um, so it feels like you kind of jump into, you know, you have this little puzzle to weave your way through until you get to the danger zone. And then once you're in the danger zone, you've got this other puzzle where you need to get as many points as possible, but the, you get those little bonuses by hitting those coins. Um, and to do that, they've retained this, um, what they call the smash breaker which is um, once a bunch of cars, or enough cars to trigger this smash breaker have crashed, you can hit circle and your car will explode. And they've tried to make it quite um, filmatic. Uh, they want it to, you know, they want you to be in a pile of uh, cars, hit your smash breaker and everything kind of explodes out from your car, almost as if your engine has exploded and your car will fly up into the air and to give it a bit more of a gamey nature to it, you can maneuver your car once you've hit your smash breaker. So you can pick the direction that your right. car kind of flies in. There's another and game that does that. There could be. I know um, Three Fields Entertainment, um, who make this, um, have made uh, four games now, but I, off the top of my head... Yeah. Um, they, I, the, the one that came out just before Danger Zone was Dangerous Golf, right? Which had a very similar kind of um, feel to it. And I assume it's probably a similar, or probably the same engine. And that was essentially you hitting a golf ball around a room, trying to smash as many things as possible. You know, mm -hmm. golf ball in a china shop, trying to smash through all of the right. vases and plates and everything. Um, so it's a similar kind of concept. Uh, it's refined it definitely with um, with Danger Zone 2. Um, but I think as kind of my, my first impressions, that's probably all I'll give away for the moment. Uh, I've still got a couple more um, courses to finish. Uh, I've not quite got there yet. And there's a bonus mode as well, which I haven't unlocked because you've got to finish all the courses before you unlock the bonus mode. So I shall do that at some point and uh, see what the bonus mode is as well. Uh, it seems a little bit shorter than danger zone there's only three areas really and i think maybe eight eight courses so you've only got 24 whereas before i think there was five and maybe eight again so this seems like perhaps there's less uh but they've changed from this um almost like vr simulation um style test arena of of the first um, mm -hmm. danger zone to the almost like the open road so you're out on the highway so you know you've got these run-ups it makes sense because there's lots of other cars coming towards you you know in the in the other in the opposing lanes and stuff so um kind of taking it to um you know taking it to the roads means that maybe they've had to build a lot more in terms of the world you know the the environment and, and sort of what you're seeing surrounding uh, the cars and stuff. So yeah, and they've tightened stuff up, and they've only smashed this out after a year. Danger Zone only came out last year, so I'm not really that worried about that sort of 
the, the smaller amount of um, of courses and stuff. Uh, you know, the game's all about that replayability factor, isn't it? Try and smash as many as, as many cards as possible, get as high a score as you can to be as as high on the leaderboard as possible. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's only been out for not even a week. I think it came out Monday. Did it come out Tuesday? Or it may have come out last Friday. Uh, but it's only been out for about a week. Uh, I've managed to hit, I think, my top, my highest score on a leaderboard on one of the courses is 10th. That, that may be gone by now. Uh, but, you know, one course that I did very well on, which I had maybe five or six attempts at. Uh, and that's one of the fun things about it, is that you can see maybe where the best run is on a course as well. Right. So once you've done it a couple of times, you kind of, your brain kicks into how that puzzle should be best solved. So you know where you want to come off on a jump, how where you want to land on the on the on the road below, and how you're going to use your smash breakers and bounce and hit traffic to be able to collect those coins in the best order and to create the largest pile-ups uh, from all of the cars and things. So it's it's kind of it's fulfilling my kind of puzzle gaming itch, whilst giving me like a high-speed driving explosion machine. As well. Essentially. Yeah. yeah, as well, on top, which is a massive bonus, which makes it super fun, super replayable, and just, just scratches the puzzle itch so much. I mean, since I've, uh, you know, as I say, I've only had it for about four days, five days, um, and since I've had it, I've not played uh, the little Sudoku, as I mentioned earlier about Sudoku. Yeah. I, I've been playing Sudoku on my mobile uh, almost every night, just one oh, really? game, just quickly, just to wind down for, uh, you know, it's the last thing I kind of play in a night. Uh, since playing Danger Zone, I've not, or Danger Zone 2, I've not touched that. So it's definitely, definitely um, giving me that puzzle itch, scratching it. Um, mm. How, I mean, so, how, even though, I mean, so there's like three areas with eight or so um, horses, how much time do you think you're going to, like, like, how much have you gotten bored of any of the maps? Do you have a sense of like how much, like the longevity of the replayability is? I mean, um, no, because I'm um, because I'm writing a review for it. I kind of want to experience everything it has to offer. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm getting through. I'm, I'm getting through it quite quickly. Right. And I know on some courses that I could do better, but I, you know, I realise that. I need to get this review out at yeah. some point, you, so you, I kind of need to experience everything that the game has to offer. You've hit that moment. Uh, yeah, so I'm not, uh, I'm not playing it, uh, or I'm not playing each course maybe as much as I would do if I wasn't reviewing it. Definitely, uh, and some of them I have had maybe ten or twelve runs at. Uh, each course only takes a, a matter of a couple of minutes. Some okay. of them, some are super short. Uh, but I mean, you get a you get a run where you have two big like arctics driving down the road, and you can go around them, but you know that the quickest route through, and part as part of your run up bonus is to hit cars. If you if you're in a car and you smash into an arctic, you crash instantly. If you hit a right. bigger car, bigger vehicle than yourself, you will just instantly crash and have to start again. But if you kind of nudge them and hit them in the side, mm. that will push them out of their lane and crash them into other vehicles. Right. So you know that you want to hit 
dead in the center of those two arctics that are driving side by side and the gap between them is so tight and i must have done this mission about mission this this course about 20 25 times wow because i know that i can get through it and i'll drive up and i'll get through and i'll hit the first one off to the side and it careers into another vehicle and then there's another set of them just further up i mean i can do that i can get through them but because it's on a slight bend the way you have to take that is slightly different right boom, you crash like no i can do this so you hit through the first two you know you can get it and you do you get through the second two and then there's just another one right in front of you and you're like, oh bollocks i've hit this wrong <laughs> i've gone in the wrong line on this curve or something like that so it's definitely giving me that replay factor and i i know that i'll jump back into it uh, as soon as I've experienced everything and I've written the review and it's it's live, I will definitely go back into it, even if it's just to you know rather than to play say Sudoku for my last kind of thing, just go in to do one course, right. hit it for a couple of uh, a couple of times just to see if I can improve uh, on my on my score. It's almost almost feels similar to Cycle Twenty Eight, um, in that there is an optimum uh, an optimum run. Uh, right you know maybe you've done it five or six times and that is the best you will do for that day everything else then just starts to lead into maybe a little bit of frustration uh you make a little bit more uh make a few more errors a few more mistakes and you just spin out and you just won't do it right you know? so there's definitely an optimum uh for for each run and it, it would be easy enough to do that get maybe a, a, a silver or a gold medal in it platinum being the best right um to think actually i'll return to this i need to get a little bit better i need to be a little bit tighter on my my turning and you know by progressing through the harder levels in the in the later stages you will naturally you know get better and, and, and improve at the game as well so yeah i'll see what the the rest of it has to offer and and i might report back i probably will or probably make people go and read yeah. my review first. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, it, it's just uh, when you were describing it, I, yeah, I realized it reminded me a lot of Pain, that PSN yeah. game. Yeah. Except Pain was quite, I mean, was more about, more iterative because you're basically just aim and shoot. And then based on what happens, you learn more. And this seems like a more dynamic because it's the course. It stretches yep. those iterations out to one or two minutes, you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it does seem like the same sort of mayhem for points and Definitely. leaderboard mechanic, but in but for mechanics, if you for, forgive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a good comparison. But as you say, uh, it wants you to, you know, uh, as with pain, it's quite a quick sort of an instant decision. This wants you to keep making those decisions over, uh, you know, a yeah. minute or two, and it also means that you're um, you're going to uh, have runs like pain, except for like, oh, I wanted to aim five degrees higher or whatever. Like, uh, it's you sort of know what the run is. You do you have the one set up. You try and do it versus this where you could you have all the because you're driving a car um you have have to balance the strategy you're trying to do with your mechanical ability to do it Mm. and like if you miss it a little if you make a small mistake you could still might salvage enough points anyway yes yeah i missed that's a bad hit i just sort of wait for all the mayhem to stop so i can reset like in pain Mm. 
So it seems like yeah, much more interactive definitely. in that way. It, it's it's more interactive and perhaps slightly more, as you say, slightly more forgiving. Uh, yes, you make that slight mistake, um, but actually that you know, it, and it's the kind of random nature of the the vehicles that are coming towards you. You make a mistake, you're going to cause a completely different pile up to if you were sort of one lane over and you hit you hit a different car in a different direction or something like that. So that may cause you may still be able to you know like achieve a platinum uh, grading. You've just got to do it in a slightly different yeah. way. Uh, there's no kind of one set. Um, solution to each of these puzzles is open to being able to achieve them in, in kind of in the same way, but in, in kind of um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lost the word I was going to yeah, say. No worries. Should we move on? Sure. I'm going to open up another beer. Sounds good. Um, I've gone back to my big box of beers that oh. sat in front of me. The Northern Powerhouse Brew Series. Um, this is the Northern Powerhouse Brew Series 003, which is a mixed fermentation farmhouse from Wylam and Black Lodge. That's it. So we get 7.5%. Um, they've added in sort of a little more colour to this on the can than we were speaking about last time. Uh, blues and greens. There's a nice swan on there. Perhaps a, a mosque down in the bottom there. Uh, I don't know where Black Lodge are based. So if this is, as we kind of you know suggested it may be last episode, if this is the city or the town that the you know the collaboration brewery is based in. Could be fucking anywhere. Swans, mate. They're everywhere, right? Mm. Yeah. Mosques. They're they're in pretty much every metropolitan center up and down the country. Could be fucking anywhere. Who knows? So I'm going to pull this. Adol, what are you drinking next? Uh, I'm drinking... This is from a beer for 52 bucks. Um, from the... Uh, uh, the Polish box. A couple months Ooh, ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Pinta Vermont IPA. Yeah, the theme. Yeah. Uh, Pinta Vermont IPA 15.5 degrees is more delicate, more juicy, and more hoppy in aroma than a typical American IPA. Fermentation with English yeast strain enriched the the hoppy profile with interesting notes of white and stone fruits. Short lagering process and mm. double dry hopping uh, created this fruity and hoppy beer. And it is... Um, let me just see... Sorry, I'm just trying to read... Uh, Polish? Yeah, it's um, Citra, Centennial, uh, and Mosaic hops, as well as Columbus, sorry. Um, and it looks like the malts are Malto d'Orzo. And I, oh. I think it's hard for me to tell. They're doing multiple languages in a row and trying to differentiate yeah. the shifts with slashes and commas and whatever. But yeah, so I thought I would, and it's a a hefty six point one percent. So nice, nice, crack that one open. Uh, so this um, this farmhouse beer um, from Wylam and Black Lodge. On the nose, getting a lot of tang, um, a little bit of spice, maybe a little bit of coriander, perhaps. 
uh, in the taste as well. A lot of citrus going on. Uh, it definitely feels like there's, um, you know, it's, it, it, uh, unlike the previous beer, it's, it's very carbonated. And that brings a lot of kind of tanginess with it, it feels like. Um, but I suppose being a farmhouse, they're throwing in lots of um, lots of extra stuff, you would imagine. You know, farmhouses essentially being end-of-the-season stuff you have left over just to throw in the brew. Um, I said there's no there's no stuff on here, but there is. There is. There's a little bit. The hops. Citra. Just citra. And the additions. Apricot, peach, and mango. Oh, stone fruit. Uh, so, yes, stone fruits, yeah. So, I'm imagining that that tang is coming a little bit maybe from the mango rather than the, the other two, which are perhaps a little bit softer. Um, definitely on the nose. But there's a, there is... Like a hint of, of, I don't know where this coming from, it must be coming from the yeast. There is that slight spice to it. Mm. That kind of esteriness. Um, not, it's kind of not, um, it's not full on banana. It's not kind of full on bubblegum. It's a, a, a very slight sweetness in between, or a slight, uh, a slight sweet tang in between. But on the flavour, I'm you know as as someone who doesn't like those stone fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that through much at all. No oh, good. Maybe maybe a little bit, which is kind of balancing that tang in the flavor down slightly. Um, but it's nice. It's really nice. Uh, that that carbonation gives it a slight um, slight harshness as soon as you kind of sup it. You get that carbonation sort of. Instantly, um, but in the mouth it disappears quite a, quite quickly, and then um, leaves you like the, the flavour is just there's nothing on the tip of the tongue. It's all fully, <coughs> fully at the um, fully at the back of the mouth. Sorry, I hit the um, sorry to hit the mute button and said I just bashed the mic while sneezing. <laughs> um, perfect, yeah. perfect. Um, what did I say? It's a very orangey. Uh, orangey color, hmm. uh, um, completely opaque as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it so almost looks like squash. Uh, yes, yeah, very, very strong squash. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, how's the how's the Vermont um, it, uh, style? Its nose is quite um, lovely. It's a little. Um, you're getting that mosaic and that. Um, and that centennial comes coming through. It's a little. Mm. Um, usually IPAs don't have that standard beer smell because there's more things coming off. But the end of the nose is sort of that. I don't know what I'm losing my words today. Yeah, I've been struggling today. Um, I've been struggling all day as well. Mm, not just not just now. Um, it's quite light, actually. Yeah. Um, can't tell it's 6%. It's quite, um, quite thin. Like, mm. it's not, the texture's very wet, very thin. Um, it's, um, yeah. It sort of goes to bitter quick, more quick than I would, I would like. Uh, All right. Um, and I think part of that is just the taste disappears really quickly. And so we've got yeah. a, quite a hoppy, IP, uh, strong IPA. So the bitterness is 
ready and waiting, um, but the, because the taste isn't covering up, it up for as long, I think that's yeah. probably what's making me go, oh, wow, because it's not, like, super bitter. It's just like, oh, it's bitter really quick. Oh, no, it's yeah, just I mean, the taste disappearing on me. Yeah, it sounds very much like the juice in time that I just had. Uh, the, day, the taste disappears and it leaves you with that, that even though it was with the with the pale it was a very soft bitterness uh, a very light bitterness because that's all that's left and you have almost nothing else to kind of go from uh, that's the lasting impression almost isn't it yeah so yeah yes nice um yeah um so um I see what they meant by delicate um, mm. I'm not really getting a lot of the sort of more fruity, stone fruity taste they were saying. It sort of doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like the fruitiness and the hoppiness seem to be canceling themselves out rather than both jumping forward. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's, That's I mean, okay. I think, I think if... Getting a sense of for what this Vermont style being a lighter, um, less in your face version of IPAs, um, and, and so they both seem to fit that bill, so that makes sense. Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will grow on you. I, I mean, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was like off the top of my head because I, I, you know, had it in, in, a, in a box previously uh, last month, so I can't remember what it was like. But um, perhaps it will grow on you. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, last week, we spoke about uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans, uh, mostly in gaming. Yeah. Should we talk about some beer shenanigans this week? Beer shenanigans. <laughs> uh, which which uh, shenanigans are, are you thinking about? I'm thinking about sexist shenanigans at all. No. You mean it's uh, ethics in, in beer journalism? <laughs> what would Gamergate in beer be called? Uh, Brewgate. Mm. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, don't know, yeah. but it's coming. Yeah, maybe, probably. No. It's not because you know beer people aren't as much as of assholes as gamers are, but <laughs> some are. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, would you like to lead the story? Sure. We're talking about Vale Brew, are we? Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. So they are a um, South African craft brewer. Um, well, they're, they're actually a South African clothing retailer who decided to venture into um, right. craft beers. Um, uh, and they apparently... Uh, re- Shortly before they released their new line of beers, um, they uh, rebranded them all with um, interesting names, like the. Um, so origi- basically, they've always had the easy blonde to refer to. I'm assuming an easily drink drinkable blonde ale, um, but their advertising now has a tagline: "All your friends have already had her." Meet our Easy oh, Blonde, a great session beer. My. This California Blonde is our original Vale Brew. Yeah. Oh. And then they have the Filthy Brunette. Mm. When gushing and moist are used to describe something, then you know. 
Number three, and by no means anything less than delicious, we present to you our Filthy Brunette, an IPA. Uh, uh, it's, uh... And then uh, they have the Ripe Redhead, mm-hmm. which this little lady was previously a Ginger Pikey. Getting some nice, good uh, racism in there as well. Yep, uh, excellent. Since changing her ways and maturing, she's become our ripe redhead. The Irish Red was our first move into another beer style, but don't be fooled. She will steal your soul one sip at a time. Um, and then the last one, slight turn, sort of <laughs> signaled by the uh, pikey uh, moment, uh, was the Raven Pora. Uh, Pora being a slur for Portuguese people in South Africa. <laughs> hey there, please welcome our newest member, Raven Pora. We're dropping this BD on Sunday. Um, but they literally called it a slur. <laughs> uh, it, it's the I mean, just, just a really quick, like, oh, we'll, we'll just we'll just throw in some casual racism in there too. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and uh, and this, they do this sort of in June and uh, got immediately savaged by mm. um, all, all all of the people. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I mean, we, I, I, you know, because we kind of keep up with a lot of the breweries in in the UK and not so many kind of abroad. This I I didn't know about this until you brought it to my attention today. Yeah, well, I mean, there are tiny, like you said, former clothing company or still clothing company, um, uh, not, and it, it what made, made waves was the fact that as soon as some people saw just how ridiculously out of date this type of sentiment is, that um, they just got savaged internationally. Which is yeah, not a good thing. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's one of those uh, all publicity is good publicity things. Um, so, however, um, they did issue an apology. <laughs> uh, it's yes. quite long, um, but basically, uh, I mean, it starts, it's never easy admitting to being wrong, but at Vail, we have a responsibility to ourselves, our families, and our loyal fans. We are incentives of insensitive and wrong for which we apologize unreservedly. We take full accountability for our actions and we plan on making things right. Actions that they're oh, gonna take that's... are removing the names and labels, uh, mm. redesigning inclusive branding for our products, stays true to our brand but considers society at large. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, that's a strange way. Um And then they talk about how it might be lip service and that hindsight is an exact science. We live in a fragile society which needs nurturing rather than polarizing actions, something which we have full clarity on now. Oh, complete clarity all over the world, of course. Yeah. Of we course, live in obviously. a fragile... Every movement or sect or everything fucking going yeah. on. Yes. And then another ch- choice. Uh, I mean, that's just like saying, you're all snowflakes, we're real men, or something like that. The sentiment is really shit. <laughs> it's, yeah, completely. Agree. Yeah. However, that was their second apology. Oh, right. Um, I've, got, I've got a snippet of their first uh so this is um it's been it's been cut I assume so this is through the independent it says to any ladies out there that we have offended not not people no. just just ladies because only the ladies because they're offended. the only ones yeah. that can be offended of course please accept our humblest apologies we aim to make our beer fun and we want our loyal followers to engage with us our attempt at making you and ourselves 
uncomfortable worked. Oh, wow. I, 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 I missed that uh, for somehow. What? Um, what? That doesn't seem like an apology. That seems like, hey, sorry, sorry, you fucking didn't like it. But what we were trying to do, yeah. you know, we, we, we achieved what we were trying to do, making you uncomfortable. Brilliant. That's a great fucking business strategy. Yeah. Um, it also, I mean, really makes it clear that, uh, that like those notes we were talking about in their second apology are, are like exactly what they're saying. Like the fact that they didn't understand what the problem was then. And now they're like, Oh, we, we, we didn't realize how fragile society is. Now we know, fuck you. Um, (laughs) after everyone's given a shit, Oh, now we realize. Yeah. And then, like, the they go, this is where we would like to engage with the ladies, where possible. We have we have mm. infuriated. Again, not understanding that anyone could object to this. Like, still not getting, being a shit is, and, and seeing, experiencing shitty things is not only a problem for the targeted people. Um, yeah. We believe that industry players who have voiced their opinions over the past few days could help us. Help us as a, yeah, so, like... We don't want to fuck up, so can you do our marketing job for us and tell yeah, us what will yeah. get us in trouble? I guess. Um, well, that's kind of kind of the you know, the reason for say like a focus group or you know engaging with people yeah. to get you know their views, I suppose, before then doing the work yourself, of course. Yeah, uh, and then they're they end their second apology with we will continue to push the branding up boundaries and represent the true nature of Eden Vale, but we promise to do this empathy and, and understanding. Why do you need to push Browning? But why are you doubling down on veiled, veiled misogyny and racism? Yeah, literally, yes, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I mean, it can't speak to the nature of the people that that own the brewery or the people that brew there and come up with their marketing and stuff like that. But I mean, they might be very nice people, but they fucked up with this. Yeah. Well, like I said, it shows the doubling down um, in the first message, and then the like veiled pun um, intended the veiled uh tripling down Mm. okay (laughs) i I mean i I doubt we'll ever have one of their opportunity to have one of their beers but i definitely wouldn't go out out of my way any no wasn't there wasn't there a south african box from beer 52 Oh, probably, but I don't know if I had it then. Did, was that not long ago? Was there anything from these guys in there? I don't think there was. I didn't pick up on any. Well, I mean, uh, up until any kind up until of June, they had any... one beer, right? Uh, the Easy right? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. So, so probably not. So there probably wasn't. I mean, this isn't. You know, this isn't only over in South Africa. This isn't only one brewery doing this. We get this. Um, maybe, I mean, you get it all the time, really, over here, or a lot more than we should do. And, yeah, I, I seem to remember this coming up not that long ago with um, beer pumps, uh, the, the the badges that go on beer pumps. Right. Uh, you know, about, like, scantily clad women being on them and the naming of these, and it, maybe not so much the kind of, like, the descriptors of them. I mean, using the fucking words, um, like, what was it, for the, the brunette beer, uh, Filthy brunette. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to fucking remember what it was. But there was some fucking absurd 
flavor text kind of going along with that. Uh, yeah, I like how that one was like, let's let's t- funnel all the misogyny in the one place. Oh, just just pure. Yep, yep. That just just don't even hide it, uh, you know, at all in any of that. Just just put it all into this one, obviously. Um, but you know, we do get it over here, and we've got a lot of kind of good uh, like women in beer that uh, and, and men in beer, of course. Who are very outspoken about this kind of on social media and stuff. And over here, people are very much and very quickly taken to task, uh, which it kind of seems like these guys were as well. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't kind of pass by anybody uh people jumped on this quite quickly to to call them out yeah and i think that's um i mean that's the world we live in now thankfully i just don't understand how people think that this one how people think this this, any of this is appropriate but also um also like a shitty response not also being circulated like it's so crazy that they don't get like the world will find out but also why would you like doubling down on being shitty is not gonna work because the people like angry people are angry Mm. Mm. (laughs) like and everyone's gonna see what you said just like everyone found out about your original mistake yeah yeah, I, I there's a there's kind of a if you want to read a little bit more into someone's response to this, um, Adol, you posted up, and I've I've had a quick whip through of it. Um, there's a post from uh, Brew Mistress, mm. um, and it's brewmistress.co.za, um, who kind of breaks down this issue, um, what the the group that she is part of um, did quite swiftly on things like Facebook and and across social media to kind of call this out. Um, but she gives kind of like a rundown about like the issues um, and why she was kind of uh, you know offended by this. Um, gives it on two levels: one as a woman and one as a beer drinker. So you know, not just coming from kind of one side of things, a very reasoned and responsible kind of response to to this. Uh, so it seems well thought out. Um, and you know almost as we've said she also says there's that there seems to be a massive lack of lack of understanding as to why this was offensive um and, and as you said almost as if if you don't find them funny then you're no fun yeah <laughs> of course we're all fucking boring snowflakes who just want to stop everyone's fun no wait hang on hang on hang on Oh, that's right. We want everyone to be able to have fun. Oh, yeah. there it is. I'd forgotten about that bit. Uh, it happens, oh, apparently. Yes, yes, of course. Of course. We don't want just certain group of people to be lording it up over everybody. Oh, well. Oh, well. At least so far, we haven't been called out over our last episode. Hmm. Well, we were we were very much in, you know, in that same kind of frame of mind. Mm. But it might happen with this one. Who knows? That's fine. Come at us, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I don't care. I've got fucking tons of stuff to do. You'll probably just get ignored. Um, so, yes, uh, I mean, in conclusion, or at least for, for me, in conclusion, as we say almost every week, don't be a dick. Just think about things, right? 
just 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 think about things i mean even if even if you you know you have that little bit of a misogynistic streak to you think about that think about maybe why you've only got three friends hmm. and you know you know ladies don't really laugh at your jokes at the bar um think about you know maybe what you could do to better yourself or perhaps just if you don't want to change that's fine just don't be a marketer for beer or anything i suppose really yeah i mean i think i i I think a good um ending point is um uh saying her sort of last line in her uh, as a woman section oh brew mistress yes Uh, I think what really irritates me, though, is that these labels automatically exclude me as a drinker. It's like a giant fuck mm. you to all female beer drinkers. Essentially saying, we don't want your business, because no self-respecting woman would ever purchase one of these beers. And while at it, I strongly believe that no woman, r- woman respecting man would buy them either. Mm. Mm. Completely. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there's also some choice things about how they called um, their uh, filthy brunette an Indian pale ale instead of Indian India pale ale because that's obviously the amount of effort they put into their marketing. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. that's a good way, and, and you know, a secondary good way to sum it up. Yeah. Ooh. Should we finish there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> wind is uh, this the wind wasn't really blowing at the start of the episode with our loss of words and it's just it's so disheartening to hear shit like this i mean it's good that that oh very it's good much, that yeah. they finally figured something out but it just you just from i mean we don't want to like we might not cover each one of these things when they happen but the sort of commentary was more nuanced and there's a few people in the south african uh craft beer have commented on it but also um just this the the like not learning your lesson having a shit apology and then having a veiled shit apology yeah um that was worth talking about how like one read the room but also learn from the room yes yeah yeah but it's good that the room is there and we we said it last week it's good that People are there to take people to task. Yeah. And that you shouldn't be afraid to to take people to task either. Um, you know, whether, as it was for our uh, our topic last week, whether it actually results in you kind of losing your job uh, or, or whether it results, I would imagine, for any of the people kind of calling these people out, they've probably got shit for it. You know, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm the sure Vale has that they'll receive. Yeah, Vale will definitely have um, its own uh, fan base, right? Lovers, its yeah. own fan base. Yes, yes. I mean, it's kind of one of those that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Call this shit out. And if you need backup, we're always here. Yeah, exactly. We we, we exist on the internet. We're around. We can help out. We're good at fucking. Mobilizing. Yeah, so. we're fucking tanked up, motherfuckers. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! The two-man podcast, Sans Lucy. Yeah. She's better than we are. Yeah, oh She'll yeah. will fucking rip your face off. Yeah. She's a fucking powerhouse of a human. Um, so, Adel, yeah. two beers. Two Vermont-style beers. Um, yep. Yeah. 
It's going to have to be the tiny rubble. Um, I, I just didn't get a lot of taste in the end from the Pinta Vermont. I know mm-hmm. it's not pronounced Pinta. Well, I mean, maybe, I guess. Maybe it's named after, the brewery's named after the Spanish word for ship or whatever. Um, but I doubt it because um, they're Polish. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it, it's a pretty t- tasty beer. It would be. It would have been a better earlier today when it was a little hotter, but there just wasn't enough taste for long enough. I mean, I like. Mm. I, I I actually want to try more of these. This idea of sort of a light, more delicate IPA, which they both seem to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking sort of the hoppiness down and, and bringing out some of sorry the bitterness down and bringing out some of the other things we get from hoppy beers up like the floral notes etc but the taste just didn't last long enough and so it gave me that bitterness too too quickly um yes and then while the duddy was was light and refreshing and um sort of one of the things is they both had ipa in them and so i was expecting more and, and so when i tasted it um i was sort of surprised at how light it was but it was really fruity and and um um and it had a bit of citrus, like there was just more going on, and it lasted longer. And to be honest, the mouthfeel was better. I thought the the Vermont IPA versus the Duddy, um, the Vermont IPA just kind of was, like I said, still sort of felt thin and wet. Mm. Not quite enough carbonation, not enough yeah, going fair. on. So, yeah, it's the Tiny Rebel. Nice. Um, I mean, I I feel similarly about the, the Pinta as I do about the Oakley. Um that the, you know the flavor faded quite quickly uh it was very delicate there was there was you know a nice amount of uh flavor going on but it disappeared so quickly and it wasn't a ma- it wasn't a big flavor um and left me with this with this light bitterness uh, and this dryness that i wasn't quite expecting um you know balanced quite nicely in the in the four but didn't give me quite enough uh, whereas this farmhouse is giving me a lot. It's full of mm. flavour. Um, even with those very slight stone fruity, apricot and peachy kind of notes balancing out the much more kind of tangy, um, estery nature to it. That slight spice that it's got. It's definitely got that sort of slight coriander spice to it as well. Uh, everything balances very, very nicely to give me a, a lovely kind of wet very balanced very fully full flavored uh finish mm. really i'll take a final sip just to uh just to get that all through yeah works really really well as a beer uh higher alcohol you can't really tell that it's 7.5% i know we're kind of we're in the middle of that you know where you know that six that you're not going to get much of that alcohol you start to get towards the eights, mm. and it does creep through on a few beers. You know, 7.5 is almost the sort of a middle-of-the-road kind of thing that maybe in some beers you might you might get that alcohol to it, but in this, uh, you know, I'm not getting that at all. Um, it's got that lovely sort of tanginess of the esters. It's got that fruitiness that's, that's balancing it all out. Really good, really well made. And I'm glad that I've still got maybe a third of my glass left. Excellent. To um to enjoy for at least another five minutes whilst I'm sat silently just ruminating <laughs> on this beer. 
<laughs> Before I go inside and have to do with wedding stuff. Ah, uh, yes. Mm, I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide here for another five gotcha. minutes. Gotcha. Just don't get me in trouble by keeping you, saying you ca- I can't. I won't. You. I won't. I'll, I will, we'll drop the call. Mm-hmm. So when Kim comes and knocks on the door, I'm just, I'm just, just me. I'll just get in trouble myself. Um, Adol, if people want to talk to you uh, about naughty breweries or if they need backup online, how do they do that? Uh, I am at the Omniarch or just the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch, um, where I'm at, uh, where I'm the underscore Omniarch. Um, and apparently I need to start paying attention to Twitch because, again, because I have Amazon Prime and I linked my Twitch account, I have um, Twitch Prime, and on the uh, build-up to the run-up to Prime Day, I just got a shit ton of new fucking free games that I don't need. I just, like, clicked them. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, and also... I think you still have access to that, so... Oh, uh, maybe. I, I mean, I haven't changed... I gave you a username, the username and password. You did, yeah, you did, I, yeah. I haven't changed them, <laughs> so... Um, I also did that thing where you're talking and your hand's in front of a keyboard, and mm. um, you just type, and so I literally Googled the underscore OmniArc, <laughs> and I'm not the entire first page anymore. Oh, and what's even worse? Uh, well, I mean, I usually don't. I mean, I've never, never googled the underscore Omniarch, but uh, my Twitter with no underscore is the first hit. But the second hit is the Space Omniarch fan fiction. Oh, uh, yeah, on fanfiction.net. Is this is this fan fiction about you, or? Oh my God! This my, I think I know who this is. No, I don't. No, I don't. Sorry, it's just their profile. Oh. They they joined fanfiction.net. Sorry, I know you have to go. They joined fanfiction.net. Oh, that revelation. Um, in 2014, they're from Canada. Mm. And so I, I have talked about my username being stolen by someone in a cyber cafe yes. who I went to high school with. But uh, they're, they, they can't be them because the date of birth is October 24th, 1991. I, so this, they just happen to be from Canada. A young person. Uh, but um, it's fanfiction.net. So the author is, has written 17 stories for Pokemon, Harry Potter, Sandman, Seiki Ray, Sonic the Hedgehog, High School D Cross D, RWBY, Superman, Merlin, and To Love Rue. I think this is like Impreg Sonic dude, and it's attached to my handle. This is awful. I love it. I love it. No, brilliant. Search the Omniarch Fuck. with a space to find it. Do that. That's your homework, <sighs> listeners, for this week, to go and search out that fanfic and spend 10 minutes just to revel in its majesty. Um, um, and again, it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to contact me, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Uh, on PSN, Steam, and on Twitter. Um, you can contact all of us at tanked up underscore cast or tankedupcast at gmail.com. Go to outoflives.net to read reviews. Reviews of Danger Zone 2, which I will be posting at some point in the very, very near future. Other reviews, lots of movie reviews. Moody's banging up these movie reviews. Uh, there's, of course, other podcasts to listen to, other articles to read. So go to outoflives.net 
hit up our Facebook page as well, Out of Lives. I did a lot of videos over E3. You can see my beautiful face if you want to. I've got a lot of topics that I'm going to be covering in Facebook only, Facebook exclusive. Oh. Exclusive, I use that word. Facebook exclusive videos of just things I want to chat about. You know, little videos, they're coming up. But I've got a wedding to sort out first, so I've got no time to do those until that's, that's out fair. of the way. Yeah, yeah. My time is needed elsewhere, making props and some such. Props. Props and decorations, mm. yes. That's where all my time is going and chasing So is that, is that just so that you can um, give your, your bride props? <laughs> hey! So I'm just going to stand there for the Fonz glasses come down. It's like, hey! <laughs> Pretty much, Instant yeah. props. Instant props. <gasps> For another week, we've been tagged up by. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs>